I'm, we're going to just keep doing what we need to do to, to move the department forward. Okay, as you, I know you're familiar, obviously, with Title IX. Just curious on the collective, on the NIL. Let's just say that BC and I form a collective. We call it the 1894 Society. So everybody's going to pledge to give. You get 1,894 people to give $1,894. Boom, you've raised $3.5 million. That's good now, quick math. Yeah, it's That's good. Serious. So that money on that collective, would people, if you, and I'm just asking as an AD, sure. because you have women's athletics, and obviously when you have the collectives, does Title IX come into play at all? Or if, if all 1,894 want to give it to baseball, football, basketball, whatever, how does that work? And as your athletic director, you don't want, well, Lane Burroughs has got this at baseball, Sonny Cumbie's got this, right. and then tennis has got this. So. Yeah. You know, the idea would be that we've got 16 sports and we have 16 different accounts. And as you know, people have asked me, well, Eric, I'm doing LTAC, I'm doing IA Society, and I'd like to help out in a collective or, you know, with NIL. Which one you want me to do? And my answer is yes. <laughs> all it. of those. Yes. Right? Good, good and answer. I, and I say that, I, I say that tongue in cheek a little bit. I know, I hope people know by now that I, I really am, am, am grateful for the discretionary income people spend. And it's why I do what I do yeah. at these parks and spend time speaking with them. But the answer is yes. You know, I can't have people pull back from LTAC because that keeps the lights on for us. We've been averaging about $1.5 million a year in LTAC. We need to get to $2 million steady. I can't have people pull back there, right? The IA Society, those are five-year pledges. They allow us to forecast. They allow us to get projects started a little more quickly based off these pledges. I'm getting to your – people will give where their passion is, and we're okay if that's designated to us, to the sport, right? And that, that's just how we're going to have to. We're figuring out. There are, are there Title IX implications? We're still learning. We're still learning. I say we. I'm talking about the industry. Oh, NCAA. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're well, still that, learning. That's what yeah. I was going to ask. Do you feel yeah. like Title IX, some point down the road, kind of raises its head and is like, hey, like, don't forget about us over here. Like, we're still here. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're trying to navigate what that looks like. Not only just to not get in trouble, BC, but it's the right thing. No, it to is. Do, right? Yeah, I agree. And I wasn't suggesting you weren't saying that, but I don't want people to just go, well, that it, darn Is that Title why so IX. many are in favor of federal legislation as far as this, how this thing shapes out? I think we just want some consistency. We feel like everybody's lying about how much they get or how much they need to to run a collective or to be competitive. And so we just want some consistency. If you listen to the president, the new president, Charlie yeah. Baker, former governor of, of Massachusetts, you know, he talks about like, you know, in, the, in his healthcare field, uh, field that he was in, a public registry, right? Or a standardized contract. Right now, every collective is doing their own thing. And sometimes this, this collective says you need to live in the locale or it's only why you're eligible or it's, it can't be based off of performance, but everybody can have their own standards for the contract. And so we've got that's the next evolution for us. We've done the education. We've got the open doors marketplace. We're helping them on athletesthread.com to get royalties off of their own jersey sales and T-shirt sales. We're in the game on all of those. The next part is having a collection. So the way it was brought up, the NIL and transfer portal, is you could not use the NIL to influence people to go to the transfer for portal. recruiting. Correct. It's happening. Yes. Can you stop? I mean, what what do you do when you say you can't do this, but yet people are doing it on a regular basis? So we had a chance to sit down uh, two weeks ago with our with the head of enforcement, Mr. John Duncan, and he said, you know what the problem is? There's this brotherhood code, right? Everybody knows it's happening, and particularly in football and men's basketball, and, and they know it's happening, but nobody's turning each other in. 
there's just this kind of secret well, code. Well, it's because right? they know they want that job yep. later on in their <laughs> 100%, career. Yes. So everybody knows it's happening. The, the hard part is the, you know, yes, you, have to, you had to sit out for transferring before. Okay, now you don't have to do that. Um, they are really getting tighter on the waivers, although we feel like we're seeing guys transfer two and three times. You know, if they graduate, you get another opportunity to, to transfer. Um, but it's the recruiting off of other people's rosters that's just – you know, is a stick in everybody's crawl right now. That's the part that seems to have just gone too far. Well, you know what it does? It, you look at a, a Sonny Cumbie or a Lane Burroughs using baseball and football as an example. You go play Power 5 team, and one of your players goes off, goes off, <laughs> has a lot of yards rushing, goes three for three, and then all of a sudden, well – you know, Sean Fox is now playing for Ole Miss. Yeah. Oh, listen, when, when when we do our preseason awards, right, when you do the preseason, yeah. this is the projected first team. Now all those other analysts from Power 5 teams are zoned in on, on those field. guys. You know, oh, those are the preseason first team all-conference, and they're locked in. You, you know, I, I know multiple conferences where those coaches are asking their conference office, don't even publish those preseason accolades. Don't do it. So uh, Todd Berry, who's the head of the AFC, obviously yep. a former coach at ULM, he came on the show, uh, I don't know, six, seven months ago as an open book, and he told me that he had a, a coach from the Power Five come into his office, sit down with him, and he said one of their top boosters, again, it's a P5 school, said, hey, coach, who are the guys who gave you a lot of trouble this year in our league? And he started naming them off, and he said, this guy was writing them down. And he said, why are you writing this down? He goes, oh, I want to go get them so we don't have to play against them. Wow. That's not what this thing was supposed to be. No, right. and that, no. that came directly from Todd Berry's mouth. That, that, that is it, name, image, and likeness at its core was supposed to allow these kids to benefit off their daggone T-shirt sale or their jersey sale. Or you want to run a camp. Uh, and, and, yes, you benefit by being a QB1 or Phil Matulia, yeah. you know, in baseball, and you want to run a camp to be able to use your own name, image, and like That's what it was intended to be. And now it's just a recruiting tool, you know, uh, uh, and, and to tamper with other people's, you know, players. It's, it's, it's crazy. And now, you know, you've got these windows, these portal windows. Um, you know, after the spring game, you're, 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 you're just waiting on that text message well, that's why I uh, think a, the G5, a G5 school is never going to be in favor of playing a spring game against Alabama or whoever because right. why would you? That's right. You've, you, that's a showcase now yeah. where they're just yeah. evaluating your players, right? And so, no, you're right about that. So let, let's piggyback on that real quick before yep. the break. Are you worried that the G5 is becoming a feeder system to the P5? Am I worried? Yes. But what are you going to do about it? You almost have to go on offense and say, listen – I know I'm wearing that phrase out, but I just I'm just not a prevent guy, right? <laughs> Unless prevent gets you beat a lot. You yeah. can't sit back. Here's what I'll say before the break: like you almost have to embrace it, you know. Come here, ball out for three yeah. years, right? And you'll go and make your money somewhere. You can fight this thing and swim upstream. You can still get the best players you get here, develop them, and, and try to get three years out of them. You hope you developed enough of a relationship where they stay. Um, you know, we mentioned to some of our current players, like, you're leaving with one year left. Where are you going for homecoming? Yeah. Hmm. You're going to go there and play one season, they're going to invite you back uh, for Yeah, homecoming? what shirt are you going to buy That's for right. your kids when yeah. they're born? <laughs> Where are you coming back to visit when you've, when you've been out in the world for 10 years? It's going to be hard to do that when you left someplace high and dry, right? And so, um, But that's hard to tell you somebody when there's $200,000 on the line and, and you've been – Which has 65 beers on tap. Whether you prefer the golf course or the gridiron, 
Ball size doesn't matter to us. Sports Talk 97.7. Thought an hour could handle it. We might have to do a full show of this with uh, Dr. Eric Wood, AD at Louisiana Tech. Come on back, man. Sean Fox, BC. Mike could talk NIL for three hours. Exactly, of course, (laughs) Tabes. Um, When Texas and Oklahoma made their decision, it never just affects two schools or one conference. It affects all of collegiate athletics. Yep. When it happened, I'll never forget, we were on the air as at SEC Media Days, and all of a sudden it leaks out. You're like, oh, my God, this usually flows downhill. Were you expecting the dominoes to fall just how drastically as they did? Uh, If I'm being honest, no. I was shocked that those two – you know, pull that off without the rest of the league knowing. Um, I think Ross Bjork felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was shocked that that happened, and I wasn't prepared. I say prepared. You just don't – you didn't see that coming. And, you know, it, it's – everybody's committed until they're not, you know. Uh, and and you, you're looking around the table when you're sitting at conference meetings and, you know, you, you hope people are saying the right thing. At the end of the day – each of us are charged with, with taking care of our own institutions, and that's what it comes down to. I know you're very happy with Conference USA. I've done this enough. Um, <laughs> Drop the hyphen. Realignment, <laughs> that, that that did happen, but realignment will happen again. We yep. all know it will. Yep. Probably sooner rather than later. What needs to be done still to position Tech to be in the best conference, whether it's Conference USA or somewhere else, but the best conference possible when this does happen. Yeah, we fully respect our, our membership in Conference USA. I don't want our, our fan base to hear that we're just sitting here like pig in mud, you know, just, you know, we, 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 we have just used the line that we want to be the most sought-after group of five school in the country. That way the choice is ours, whether we stay in our league or we go other places. I want our fans to know, like, we're not just – the idea is we have to be the big boy. Right. The North End Zone project makes our stadium, you know, feel more FBS Division One. Right. At some point, maybe those wings come down and we can we create a, an environment in there for, you know, for for students and fans. We have to do the things that we can control. We have to put a big product, a, a good product on the field. You can't be three and nine multiple years in a row and expect somebody to pick you up. Football is the driving decision. Yes, there's academic prestige, even for the institutions we've invited in. What do they look like from a research standpoint and all of that, right? Are they like-minded institutions? But nobody can tell me otherwise that football's got to get is the driver. And and that's what your facilities look like. If you ask Commissioner Oresco right now on the show, what did he use? Like what 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 was the the threshold in inviting the six schools from Conference USA and the and the other ones? It was either that it wasn't that they had plans to invest, is that they were in, they had invested already. All right, whether they had completed projects or they were in the middle of projects, they were making the investment in football and in the athletic department overall. And so right now, those are the things we could control. Right is to make sure our facilities look right, make sure, and then we have a good product on the playing field. Those two things. Now, I've said it, every one of those had a TV market that was desirable to the American, right? And we just, but we want to be in a space too where we can be competitive. I mean, the average budget in the American is sixty-seven million dollars. Okay, the average budget in conference in Sun Belt is about thirty-four, thirty-five million, um, and and we're we're about that in Conference USA, right? And we're sitting at twenty-eight now. And so we, we've got to get in the threes. There's just no, there's no question about it. There's no commissioner that's going to reach out when you, when you do that. So 
I'm not saying that money solves every problem, but it will help us continue to be competitive. Okay, from a, a fan perspective, and we get texts all the time. I'm glad you brought that up as far as the budget is concerned. Does it matter if there's 16,000 people in the stadium or 1,600? Is that even uh, something that they look at as well? Yeah, I mean, th- there's no doubt about that. They want the they want the brand, but they want you to be competitive in football and that doesn't mean they don't want you to be competitive the other things but if you if you've got that going and there's a following and we've got the facilities to look the part you're off to a great start um as it, as it relates to, to what those commissioners you are looking sell for. yourself easy. listen we've got the academic reputation at our institution we can check that box right um we can sell ourselves yes bc we can do that but those other things have to line up so when when people say we don't need a football indoor facility well <laughs> you know yeah, a lot of those. Sure, they'd schools, love one today. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to think. Every one of them in, in that new league has has whether it's the bubble or or you know something else. Well, you mentioned the budget being at 28 million. Is that something that's kind of been climbing on an upward trajectory, or you know what's that kind of? Yeah, look when like I got here, growth? yeah, it was we were 24 million when I arrived in fall of 20, and so just growing it and you know ticket sales and 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 uh, and fundraising and. You know, all of those things we've been we have been on an absolute grind trying to make sure that, uh, you know, that that student fee failing is not the demise of of this program. We have we had to move forward. So I'm overusing it. But again, we're just staying on offense, trying to find new ways to generate revenue. We renegotiated our Learfield contract. That was very helpful. We added um, some outbound sales folks in our ticket office. So you probably getting if you've if you've ever purchased a ticket, hopefully you're getting a phone call from our folks to just come back and renew or visit with us. Um, And we're looking at every rock that we can turn over to generate new funds um, to get to, to grow this budget with the uh, the new TV deal comes yeah. a month of midweek games <laughs> and I used to hate on the Mac I used to think it was the dumbest I still hate on the Mac but yeah, the whole Maction thing it, it was a real thing and they had the eyeballs of the entire anybody who watches sports and probably puts yep. a little something on it is watching Maction Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday whenever it is yeah. your thoughts on now Conference USA with these midweek games. Yeah, you know, we charged our consultants, the Conference USA uh, um, uh, consulted with uh, Octagon Marketing out of, out of New York City, charged them with two things, more money, more exposure, right? And when you do that, that, that means it's got, you got to do something a little different. The Mac's been doing this for what, y'all, 15, 20 years now? Yeah. Right. And, and everybody knows what Maction well, is. Well, here's yeah. the deal. Like, I'll go home on a Tuesday night and, you know, long zone. day, yeah. put the kids down to bed. And I just I don't know who's going to be on, but I know there's football and it might be northern Illinois you know, and Buffalo. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't you know, I know those two athletic directors, so I'm just you know, I'll shout them out. But they, they've created this Maction. You know, it's in November. And so we had to do something a little bit differently. And, and so we preempted that with October. Uh, we don't have the organic name yet of what it could look like. But here's the deal, y'all. We've got one Tuesday, right? We're going to play yeah. four midweek games in the month of October. But at home, because I keep hearing, well, I'm not going to renew my tickets. I, that, that, that's not going to be an environment. We're going to play a Tuesday night. The other one's a Thursday night. Yeah, that's a normal one. That's a traditional yeah. college football night. We need you there. You can be sleepy for work the next day, right? Well, in, in terms of that, too, as far as the midweek games go, all the students are going to be on campus. Do yep. you guys kind of view that as a way that maybe you can grow the student fan base and really get those guys back into the stadium? You nailed it. As we as we, uh, you know, as we we know, get our marketing and external team together, the focus will be on our students, right? Tuesday night, I know that our SGA reps have said, hey, Dr. Wood, I, 
I'm actually not mad at this. Yeah. You know, I think this will be – there's not much going on on a Tuesday night. We're not competing with Thursday night parties or other football or, or you know, that type of thing. And so I think our students are fired up for it. We're going we're gonna, to – we'll market to them. Uh, but I understand our, some of our fans in Dallas and Houston are yeah. saying, I want to have the traditional tailgate, and here's what we've got to do to be competitive. That, that brings me to another part. We've talked about this quite yes. a bit since this happened is – I'm just taking, okay, you, you may lose some of those, but I, I want to talk about the casual ones in North Louisiana who may or may not be Tech fans. But if it's Saturday, you're competing with how many other games? Yep. And as a college football fan, I've quit going to games as much. Why? Because I want to watch everything. I don't want to watch just one game. However, on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night when there's no other competition, I'm more likely to go to a game now that it is a midweek game because there's nothing else on. That said, you mentioned where people are coming from. Where do, I don't know if y'all have done the research or not, but where do a majority of the people who come on a regular basis, where are they coming from? Yeah, I mean, you know, our, our, my folks, my team will tell me it's, it's, it's Dallas, Houston, Shreveport area. Um, and so I, I get it. But, but, but we weren't going to not be on national yeah. TV. Right. Right. So, yes, it, I, I could see if this was every home game. This is during the month of October, right? And I, I want to make sure that we're clear on that. I get the sense that people just think every game is not no. – we're not going to play on any Saturday, you know, or traditional college football days. We are talking about of the two home games in, the, in October, one of those being on a Tuesday night. So I hope that clears it up for a few people. You may not still want to drive five hours, but uh, but I wanted to clear it up so that just to make sure people understood we're not playing every Tuesday. But, it, it, but that, I guess that's kind of where we're – him and Holland about is it worth it getting that exposure on a Tuesday night in front of the world? It really is. Yes. Our, our, our coaches in the league, and, and, and they're pretty outspoken, right, when, when these things come in front of them. It was unanimous. It was unanimous oh. amongst that group, you know. And so ho- head coaches will speak up if they feel like it's negatively impacting them. It was unanimous in that group there to go, we need to do this, right, so that people know the difference between Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Tech, <laughs> and, you know, and they get to watch us nationally. That helps with recruiting, um, and, and, and it helps really advance the brand of Louisiana Tech. 888-993-7762 is their our all-state agent, Paul Mims Hotline of Texas. I haven't mentioned that this hour. Uh, it is flown by with Eric Wood, athletic director for Louisiana Tech, back kicking and screaming Happy into the it, studio. Um, one of the things we also talk about quite a bit on the show is the way that the – the way you would consume the game is different. Where yeah. there was a time where we wanted to bring the stadium experience home. We'd get the big TV, we'd get the loudspeakers, and it felt like we were there. Man, it's changed over the last few years. Where now we get to the stadium and we want the conveniences of home. Right. We want to be able to get on our phone and watch other things or keep up with other things. And uh, can we bring an ice chest in in some instances? And you know, you kind of see where things yeah. are going. What is doing to help enhance the game day experience? What's going to help? What's going to? What what, what, what is, I guess, the plans to help continue to enhance your game? Yeah, we're 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 battling that. You nailed it. We're we're battling the comforts of home, the clean bathrooms. You know, we we've got work to do, particularly on that east side of the stadium. Right, the west side was taken care of uh, as the as the the suites uh, uh, and the press box went up. We've got to hit the right side of this. Uh, the, the east side of this stadium. You know, I'm hoping that uh, we've got plans for that academic center, but six days of the week it's an academic center in North End Zone, and then that seventh day it's, it should be a, a fan experience, right, where we can have more of the stand-up patio 
style uh, of seating and right. opportunities there. Wi-Fi has got to be better. We, we've got things to do, right? Tailgating has got to be better. We, we tried to make some moves last year um, in that red lot and, and, and to do that, but, uh, but, but we're focusing on it. I, I promise you that. Well, my suggestion would be a rapid phone charging station because it seems that every time I enter Joe IA Stadium, <laughs> my, phone, drains it. my phone goes from like 80 to 12. Yeah. So, but I will tell you this, the, the baseball environment and as a season ticket holder in baseball has been really good, and I'm going to give you some props for – John, who is quiet during this segment, man, the concessions at the baseball Incredibly games are outstanding. Hard. Yeah, that that, I, and I, I make sure I tell them that because that's usually it's usually bathrooms are dirty, concessions stink, right? Um, and they've been spot on, especially with the meal of the day. Yeah. Uh, and that that's all airmark. So I want to give them, you know, they get critiques sometimes. I want to give them some some props there. And we're uh, trying to let our, our our tent holders down there have a great experience as well, and continue to get those grills going and and cook out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's important. We, we, we think about all of those for each one of our events. Just going to next season, these guys bitch and complain every Wednesday when it's not Taco Tuesday. Yes, could you make it? Just, no, no. Just, one, just, of us, just, one of us complain. Okay. You, you gaslight him. You're correct. We both think that every Tuesday baseball game should be Taco Tuesday. I'm taking it. I'm making my notes, fellas. <laughs> making notes. Right now. Um, it's funny the year Tech made a regional when Greg Golf was here. We went and did the show live from Mississippi State. And there's a huge storm that blew through, and we got moved into the Palmario Center. And we're sitting with some folks who work in the Mississippi State Athletic Department, and they're sitting there telling us, and they said, crying basically, said, we're so poor compared to the rest of the SEC. And we're looking around at this beautiful facility <laughs> and go, you've got to be kidding me. Right? Who wouldn't kill for that? <laughs> Even in the SEC, you've been a part of it. Is there a big difference between the haves and the have-nots? Yeah, that. Look, there's a big difference, and if you're sitting in this chair, you just want your coaches to be competitive, right? And you just got to – it's just like our own personal budgets, man. We're prioritizing. I don't want our coaches out on the recruiting trail where they can't look that kid in the eye and say we're doing you – know, it looks different, as I started this show off with. It, it may look different from cost of attendance. It may look different in Austin money. It may look different in all, different in all the things that are now permissible – but there's a there's a, a growing gap, guys, and uh, and I just we come to work every day just trying to figure out how to keep our students where it's competitive enough. And you know what? You see it coming the other way, guys. Like the guys that have been at Power Five, they've been there, done that. They come back, they want to play. They want a good environment. They want to play in front of great fans. Some of them are giving up a little bit.